this is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Hillary Martin Resnick, President and CEO of UCARE. Hillary, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. It's a pleasure to join you. Thank you, Laura, for the invitation. I'm really looking forward to our discussion today because I know there's so much happening in healthcare, and particularly on the health plan side, there's just so many cool and interesting things that you're doing there at UCARE. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about that as well as your perspective on the future. But before we dive into that discussion, I would love for you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about your background. Sure, I'd be happy to, Laura. So I'm in my second year as UCARE's president and CEO, but I've been with UCARE since 2010, previously serving as UCARE's senior vice president and chief administrative officer. Before I came to UCARE, I worked for nearly 20 years in healthcare settings uh, on the delivery side in the Twin Cities. And in fact, I started my career as a human resources professional in a hospital setting. So I've always recognized the tremendous value that comes from being part of an organization that has strong values and it has an organizational culture that's aligned with its mission. And, and that's really one of the reasons why I came to UCARE and why I've stayed at UCARE because we truly have a special mission that's focused on improving access to care, especially for members of marginalized communities. And I also came to UCARE because I was so excited to be part of an organization that works tirelessly every day, moves the dial in really in a meaningful and in a sustainable way to address health disparities. And we do that by listening to our members and listening to the communities we serve and by partnering with providers and government partners and and then we prioritize our work based on what we're hearing from our members and partners about what their needs are and what their goals are. That's fantastic to hear and certainly such important work you're doing. Now, taking into consideration all, all the different uh, challenges that have been in healthcare today, what are your top priorities for the rest of the year? Yeah, thanks for that question, Laura. So one of the most important priorities for the remainder of this year and, and heading into 2024 is the Medicaid redetermination process, which of course is underway now that the public health emergency has ended. So UCARE serves about half a million Medicaid members, which is about one in three Medicaid eligible individuals in the state of Minnesota. So we are laser focused on having our members retain their health coverage, whether as a Medicaid enrollee or with one of our individual and family plans currently sold on MNSURE, which is our state-based insurance marketplace. Obviously, keeping individuals covered is good for business, but more importantly, it's the right thing to do for our members and the community because we want every individual and every family to remain continuously covered. So how are we doing this? It starts through a partnership with the Minnesota Department of Human Services to support their statewide efforts, as well as by partnering with providers and with communities to educate individuals about the timing of the process and to assist folks with the renewal process and to help members find new coverage if necessary. And then to bridge gaps in language or other potential barriers that might arise. 
another top priority for us the rest of the year is to have a successful Medicare annual election period. We're excited about UCARE's 2024 Medicare offerings that will be available to our current members as well as their, to our prospective members. And we're really highly focused on ensuring that those offerings are well known and well understood, not only by our current members, but by our prospective members, and that we're ready to support the upcoming AEP processes. Another priority uh, for the remainder of the year is ensuring our members have an exceptional customer experience. This is always a priority for us. We're continuously asking members what's most important to them and then introducing improvements based on their feedback so we can meet our customers where they are. Maybe the, um, the last couple things I'll say about our priorities for the remainder of the year is our focus on advancing health equity for our members and for the larger community. UCARE is a health plan that serves more individuals on government health programs than any other plan in our state. So we feel we have both an opportunity and a responsibility to move the dial in addressing health disparities really in a meaningful and a measurable way. So this has been and always be a top priority for us. It's why we were formed nearly 40 years ago. And so it's really part of our DNA. And right along with that, um, is our efforts in terms of our DEIA work, our diversity, equity, inclusion, and anti-racism work, uh, which really we look at as a journey. I've shared many times uh, with our employees, it's both my goal as well as my commitment to employees, that we have a workplace where every employee feels valued, respected, and feels that they belong. Now, obviously, Laura, uh, many of these, or probably all of these efforts, are not only priorities for the remainder of 2023, but will be priorities as we head into 2024 and beyond. That's fantastic to hear and really exciting, you know, to look at all the work that you're doing. Obviously, Medicaid redeterminations are a challenge across the board, but being able to connect with folks and, and really get them into the right spaces and then to being able to serve individual members is just so important. It's such a crucial um, service to the community. So I, I really am glad that you touched on that as well. And then thinking through a health equity lens um, is, is something that really makes a big difference, both from the internal side as well as the externally, how you're connecting and working with members and that member experience. And so I'm excited to continue to um, kind of go down some of those pathways with our discussion and, and giving all those focus areas, what programs and initiatives have you feel like have been most needle moving for you in the last year? Yeah, I, I love the way you asked that question, Laura, because that's really how we talk about it internally in terms of how do we set our priorities and focus on things in a way that we can really move the needle. So I'll talk about three areas in particular that we found to be um, needle moving, as you said. First, uh, some of the efforts that we believe have positioned us to be successful to really move the dial relates to the Medicaid redetermination process. And we talked about this a bit just a moment ago. So I'll give you some examples of, of some of the work that we've done. Um, so for example, we've provided grants to health systems and community clinics and others to fund teams that will work on site on really to educate Medicaid enrollees about the redetermination process when they call to make clinic appointments or when they check in for the appointment at the clinic or the other healthcare setting. So really want to make sure we're partnering and getting the word out about how important it is to uh, stay on top of those redetermination processes. We've also funded marketing and communication campaigns to help get the word out about the process, including TV and social media ads to alert Medicaid enrollees to be on the lookout for their renewal notices. 
we distributed an informational flyer at community events and health fairs and even music festivals and county fairs almost every day of the year, again, to spread the word. And we have a dedicated section on our website that actually walks our members through that renewal process that can be really pretty overwhelming for many people. We have a really unique and truly amazing internal team that we call our Keep Your Coverage team. And this team works exclusively helping members who are impacted by the redetermination process to navigate the renewal process or to get signed up for new coverage if Medicaid is no longer an option for them. And then we've partnered with navigator organizations to supplement our internal team as well as our county teams to help individual Medicaid enrollees through this process. And, and of course, uh, Laura, we've partnered with the State Department of Human Services, which is coordinating the efforts throughout Minnesota to make sure we're supporting their priorities and offering assistance wherever may be needed. We're so grateful for their leadership and their commitment as we all work together to get as many people to continually be covered as possible. Um, so let me talk about another initiative that's been, um, as you asked, uh, needle moving. And that really relates to the earlier conversation about our DEIA work, diversity, equity, inclusion, and anti-racism work. So we recently finished a month-long internal process at defining what anti-racism means at UCARE, as there's no single definition of anti-racism that can work in all settings or in all contexts. So we wanted to make sure that we adopted a definition that's meaningful to UCARE and to UCARE employees to really drive our internal efforts. We had more than 500 employees contribute to the process of creating that definition, which ultimately then was approved by the Governance and Equity Committee of our Board of Directors and then by our full board. We've also developed a DEIA work plan that includes milestones, and um, metrics and internal priority areas, which are all well underway. And we're really um, excited about the progress we're making in this area, especially the time that many companies are dialing back their DEIA efforts and dialing back their DEIA budgets. We're actually um, doing just the opposite. We've enhanced and grown our efforts and and increased our investment, including uh, expanding our equity and inclusion department. Finally, we have established a new customer experience department led by our first ever chief experience officer, which both increases our expertise as well as enhances our focus on this really important work as we continue to work on our experience roadmap that will prepare us to meet our members' evolving needs, not only in the short term, but for the long term. I love it. It's just so meaningful to have that type of foundation um, and see that kind of growth. And so thank you so much for your work in that space, in that area. I love to hear the results and certainly knowing more about how you went about um, building and growing, not only on the health equity side and DEIA um, efforts internally, but just, you know, the constant connections in, in so many different ways that you're reaching out to the community and making sure that they're aware of and, and following through on the re Medicaid redeterminations. Um, just so, so crucial. From your perspective, before we wrap up here, I, I wanted to know, how are you thinking about growth and member experience in the future? I can imagine some of these issues will uh, continue to be on your radar, but what else are you thinking about when you think about growth? 
Yeah, these are absolutely on our radar. And it's, um, I appreciate you asking about both um, hand in hand because you really can't think about growth or think about member experience uh, without linking them together. They really do go hand in hand. Well-served members stay with the UCARE and they become our word of mouth marketers, which contributes to enrollment growth. That's why we have such high retention rates at UCARE, as high as 96% for some of our products. And that's also why we hear over and over again from new members that they selected UCARE. It, it's in part because they heard such good things from their friends, their neighbors, their family, who are already enrolled in a UCARE plan. So we're exploring several growth opportunities, including in our current market and through geographic expansion. And we're also looking at potentially new products and services, as well as new business partnerships and, and much more. We're always thinking about new or enhanced ways we can offer our unique expertise to benefit not only our uh, members, but also our partners and, and the broader community. So the member experience or, or customer experience that you care drives us every day, especially now as the marketplace is becoming more and more competitive. And as more and more consumers are really uh, being so much more savvy in their selection of plans and, and with what they expect of plans and, and, and what they expect of other industries as well. So we work to exceed our members' expectations in terms of being convenient and responsive and culturally sensitive and to be high touch and for those who want it to have high tech experiences. So our customer service team and our customer experience team is continually identifying opportunities to address pain points and to deliver the best possible experience. So as it relates to growth, it's also fostered by better ways to serve our members digitally, blending artificial intelligence with a human touch, incorporating telehealth, mobile services, such as our mobile dental unit, and other convenient services especially as we uh, look to uh, continually expand our already very large provider network. And, and maybe uh, in closing, Laura, I'll just say, we can't do any of this, any of the things we talked about today without our extraordinary team. At UCARE, we call this our people power. We are proud to have industry-leading employee engagement, and we're proud that employees come to UCARE because they believe in the mission and they stay at UCARE because they see the impact they are having on members and communities we serve every single day. And that's why even in the most severe healthcare workforce shortage we've seen in a generation, we have an average of more than 20 applicants at UCARE for every open position, and our annual retention rate is nearly 98%. Wow, those are some amazing results and certainly extremely reflective of the work that you're putting in. And, and um, I love the idea you're talking through being able to have multiple experiences for patients and members um, based on their preferences, whether it's high touch, digital, uh, a mixture of both, um, so to really serve them well and, and be extremely convenient and, and easy to access um, for all members involved. Thank you so much, Hillary, for joining us on the podcast today. This has been such a fun and interesting discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you as well, Laura. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. 
To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.